Well, welcome to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Pierre Mayo, and it is great as always to be with you guys. Listen, we are kicking off our new series entitled The Whisper After the Storm. The Whisper After the Storm. But before we jump into today's message, as always, I need to remind you, we are listener-supported radio, and we cannot do this program without your support. So I would love to encourage you to prayerfully consider what you'd like to give to help contribute to the radio broadcast, that we may be able to go on not only more stations around the world, but also that we will be able to continue to do a production at the highest quality that we're doing it at even now. All right? So... Today, we're going to kick off the new series, so don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Something about being in the mountains that just makes you feel close to God and away from all the cares of this world. There's a sense of refuge in these places. I had a friend of mine that worked at Grace Covenant Church in North Carolina when I was on staff there who would make the comment regularly that he needed to get off the grid. I would laugh when he said it because I knew exactly what he meant. You see, I would get off the grid at least every few months and go to a mountaintop in North Carolina called Pilot Mountain. I would find myself there talking to God and trying to make sense of whatever it was that I was facing at that time. Listen, it was not much different in biblical times. See, for many of them, it was something special to go to the place of refuge in the mountains. I mean, after all, the mountains was God's footstool for his throne. So when we look at Elijah, it only makes sense for him to take refuge in the presence of of the king of the universe humbly at his feet now in order to get the context of the subject here we have to look at a few verses for it all to connect correctly so we're going to look at first kings 19 8 through 12 in the nlt and it says so he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai the mountain of God there he came to the cave where he spent the night but the Lord said to him what are you doing here Elijah Elijah replied I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. 
And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Listen, too often as we face the challenges that lay before us, we expect God to come the same way he did before. As in the case with Elijah, he expected the same plan of action that had taken place before at Mount Sinai with Moses. And what worked for Moses before, he felt should work for him. But that was not God's plan for him. Now, I'm going to read 1 Kings 19 and verses 9 again, but this time in the TLV. And I want you to listen to what it says again. When he arrived there at the cave, he spent the night there. Then behold, the word of Adonai came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Listen, the cave signified repeated location or repeated action. Assuming God is going to come or do it the same way is never good and is very dangerous. Which brings us to point number one. Don't try to move ahead of God. Follow the leading of God. God is in control, so allow him to be in control. Listen, you've trusted him with everything else in your life, so trust him with this very thing that you're faced with right now. When we see Elijah in verses 10 of chapter 19 making a case for himself, we have to do an evaluation. Listen, don't make a case for your position with God. He's in control and he already knows what's going on. Trust him. So when we read 10, Elijah replied to have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how Elijah could only see things through his own view? He could only see things through his own view. And this is much like us. We have to learn to put our full confidence and trust in God and not be concerned of what we actually cannot control and or see. Listen, last time I checked, none of us could predict the future. Only God knows the outcome of your future. So trust him. Which brings us to point number two. Stop sulking and start saluting. Let me say that again. Stop sulking and start saluting. God has already won your battle. 
The definition for salute is a gesture of respect and homage. Take a few moments right now just to bow your head and just humbly and quietly give God what is due to him. Give him the glory and honor for being a blessing in your life. Show some respect and homage. Listen, we all are looking at the terrible and the tragic. We all are looking at the man-made mountains of support and security in our jobs, our government, and may I even add the ecclesiastical. God has dismantled all that we are reliant on to get us to refocus back on him and to help us understand he is not in our checking account. He is not in our choice of political candidates. He is not in your breakthrough. You've already broken through. Habakkuk 3, 5 and 6 says, Pestilence marches before him. Plague follows close behind. When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. He is the eternal one. Which brings us to point number three. Don't focus on the main thing, but focus on the main king. What is king in your life? What is king? What rules in your life? My friend, I prayerfully hope it is our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords and our Savior, our Heavenly Father. Because if you put your eye on Him, then you will never ever have to be concerned or worried. In 1988, after the preceding Winter Olympics, there featured a program with blind skiers being trained on slalom skiing. Impossible as that sounds, paired with sighted skiers, the blind skiers were taught on the flats how to make right and left turns. When that was mastered, they were taken to the slalom slope where their sighted partners skied beside them shouting left and right. As they obeyed the commands, they were able to negotiate the course and cross the finish line, depending solely on the sighted skier's word. It was either complete trust or catastrophe. What a vivid picture of the Christian life. In this world, we are in reality blind about what course to take. We must rely solely on the word of the one and only who is truly sighted, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, hallelujah, God himself. His word gives us the direction we need to finish the course. Listen, as we close today, I want you to really think and meditate on the idea God is in the whispers of your storm. He is not in the crashing thunderous sounds of the mountains as they're crumbling. He is not in the fire that engulfs you and surrounds you. He 
is not in the stormy waves that crash around you as you try to steer your own boat to safety. No, my friend, God is in the whispers of it all. He is in the whispers of the storm. Well, listen, my friends, as always, we hope you were blessed by today's message and we hope that it uplifted you and gave you a sense of hope. Listen, as always, we have to mention that we are listener supported radio by listeners just like you. And I know what you're thinking. Pastor P, if you ask me one more time for some money, man, I'm going to pull my hair out. But listen, don't pull your hair out. Please don't pull your hair out. You probably ain't got much left to pull out anyway, but that's beside the point. Listen, here's the point. The point is, is this. We need you all to make a commitment. And the commitment you make is going to help us further the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't you know that we have a world that does not have any hope? And we have an opportunity to give them a sense of hope and something to hope for. The hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing. And so listen, I'd like you to prayerfully consider what God would have you to donate so that we can continue to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ throughout this wonderful world that we live in. Also, please like and subscribe on our social platforms, Pierre's Podcast on Facebook, as well as Pastor Pierre Mail on YouTube. You can check out all the content that we put out, which is pretty consistent, and visit our website at pierrespodcast.com to find out more information about the ministry, myself, Pastor Pierre Mail, and all the wonderful things we are doing. As always, if you are ever in the Metro Detroit area, come and visit us at Christian Tabernacle Church, 26555 Franklin Road. That's in Southfield, Michigan, 48033. Our pastor, Dr. James L. Mormon, says it best. He tries hard to be a friendly pastor, and we try hard to be a friendly church. And I'll be the first to tell you, as a person on staff there, we really take that serious. So I want to encourage you to come out and visit if you are ever in the Metro Detroit area. Listen, my friends, be encouraged, stay focused, keep your eyes on the Lord, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Stay on your knees and continue to pray and ask God to continue to guide, lead, and direct you. And as always, remember, you are listening to Pierce Podcast. Bye-bye.